reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, from verse 3 to 14. And in the church Bible is on page 1108. And if you're using the big Bible, it's on 2069. So I read. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his his pleasure and will to the praise of his glory, glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the, the one he loves. In him we have redemptions through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, in accordance with the riches of God's glory that he has lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he proposed in Christ to be put into effect when the time reached their fullness, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put out to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promise, Holy Holy Spirit, who who is a deposit guarantee, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, Just before I start, uh, I'll pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you um, speak through me today, Lord. Help us all to come away today with a deeper relationship with you, Lord. I pray this in your name. Amen. So good morning. Um, in Portuguese, bom dia. Uh, as some of you know, uh, on Wednesday, I came back from an 11-day mission trip in Portugal uh, with Bethel Church in Coventry. I should have a picture, yeah. Um, so there's 11 of us, uh, and we were serving a charity called Palavra de Vida, which in English means word of life. Uh, And in God's perfect timing and planning, uh, I stand before you today with a passage that perfectly sums up uh, the week and what I took away from my trip. Um, And the title given for today's sermon was, What Has God Bestowed on Us Through Christ? And if we look at verse 7 of the verse today, it talks about the redemption and forgiveness we have through Christ. And for me, that's probably the most defining moment of my trip, uh, was when I realized what redemption and freedom we have in Christ uh, through our forgiveness. Um, On the next picture, uh, if you can uh, just about see there, I went to a place called Fatima, 
Um, I don't know if many of you, any of you know about Portugal and what Fatima is. Um, to give you the very brief and uh, probably a jumbled up version of it, Fatima is like this giant, and I mean giant, it was massive um, Catholic shrine uh, building uh, based on uh, a story of when the Virgin Mary apparently appeared to three children on a hilltop. Um, and I thought, when I went there, my um, knowledge of uh, Catholicism was fairly um, what everyone else has, uh, RE lessons, uh, and obviously being within the Anglican Church, there's some overlap. Um, but when I got there, uh, something changed within me. Um, I expected it to be a little bit like Canterbury Cathedral, where you know it'd be very historic, very, um, very beautiful to look at, which it was, um, and also a little bit touristy, like Canterbury Cathedral. But um, when I got there, everything changed. Um, so when we arrived, we were greeted with this giant, uh, and I mean it was massive, iron crucifix, uh, which I thought was impressive and nice to look at. Uh, and then my heart began to change when I was told about this next area of Fatima. So as you can see, um, there's this long white marble um, pathway, and it wraps around this little building at the bottom where they were having mass. Um, and I thought that was just, uh, just a pathway that was dedicated for people to walk on, or maybe a separation of certain areas. Um, but what I found out was that pathway, um, people crawl on their knees on it. Uh, it must be a couple hundred meters, uh, if that, probably more. Um, and people were crawling up and down on it um, in the belief that that would earn them forgiveness and that would earn them uh, attention with God. Um, for me, uh, that was quite challenging. And, um, you know, for the first time in my life, I probably experienced God breaking my heart uh, for people. Uh, to see them um, in this idea that to get forgiveness, we have to do these extraordinary lengths. We have to uh, do these incredible and um, tiring and you know, really disturbing tasks. Um, and I really got a picture um, of what Jesus would do in that situation. And he would get alongside them and tell them that, you know, in today's passage, you know, we have a redemption and freedom in Christ uh, through the forgiveness of the blood um, that he shed on the cross. Um, and that really stood out to me is that actually, like we experience today, when we want confession, when we want to come to God for forgiveness, we just, like we did in confession today, we can be honest and open with him. We don't have to jump through all these hoops. We don't have to um, say it a thousand times. If we're honest and, with God and come to him in true repentance and um, confession, um, then we have it. Um, and that was really uh, important for me to learn. Um, to learn that this personal relationship we have with Christ, that we don't have to do anything more to earn our forgiveness. Um, and it really opened my eyes to the fact that we are, in today's sermon, blessed to be able to come before God and ask and repent for forgiveness and get it. And that's amazing to me. Uh, hopefully it's amazing to you, because um, that was a real eye-opening for me. In verses 4 and 5, Paul talks about how we are adopted into sonship through Christ. 
whilst on my trip. Um, the pastor leading the trip, he's the guy in the white shirt and white cap in the middle. Um, I found out that his daughter and son-in-law had been successful in adopting a child and that he would be a granddad for the first time. Um, now, I've never really been around adoption or know anything of the process, um, but whilst you were there, we had uh, a few days of him being absolutely nervous, um, knowing that his daughter would be going through this process where, um, in his words, they sort of rip you to shreds, really, and they try and you know, really find out if you're good or if there's anything um, not safe for the child. And when we find out, or when he shared with us that he had found out that they had been successful, um, the elation he felt was contagious. Uh, not only did he shout and praise, but the whole group and the whole room erupted with praise. We found out. And to me, that was a great picture of God's when he looks at us. When we come to him, um, when we first became Christians, or whenever we um, really go deep in a relationship with him, he rejoices, and I'm sure the angels rejoice around him. Uh, I believe it says in the New Testament that um, when one person uh, gets saved, uh, heaven rejoices. Uh, and I believe um, that we should feel amazing and blessed that God has adopted us into sonship, as the verse says. When God looks at us, he went, yes, I want him, I want her. Knowing full well that we would get it wrong, we'd still make mistakes, he still loved us and chose us, chooses, chooses us, um, even though you know, we will um, sadly get things wrong. And to me, that's incredibly reassuring, that if we go through a tough time where maybe we get things wrong, so that we keep messing up, which we all do, um, those in the front leaning and those at the back, all of us get things wrong, none of us are perfect. To know that um, when we feel alone or unloved, in this world, we can remind ourselves that we are children of God, handpicked by the creator of the universe, uh, of everything we see around us, of the amazing seas, the skies, the mountains. We, look, we can look at that and know that the God who created that also picked us. Again, isn't that amazing to realize and freeing to realize how blessed we are through that. But I understand for some of you, it may feel hard to be blessed. Um, for whatever reason it is in life, you may find it hard to give praise and thanks to God for our blessings. You may look at the two blessings we talked about earlier and be like, yeah, that's great, Lord, that you did this. But this thing has happened in my life, and I don't know why, uh, and I feel very alone. God, if you truly loved me, this wouldn't happen, surely. I feel like we've all been there at times, and we all will probably be there again. One of the morning devotionals we had every day and every morning and every afternoon, we came together and shared a Bible passage, a little bit of worship, and then we talked about how we were feeling. And um, those times are very powerful for me, uh, for everyone, I'm sure. And one morning we had a, we talked about the story of Job, um, which I'm sure you all know very well. Um, if you don't, Job was a, a man whose life, uh, to put it politely, uh, got turned upside down, uh, quite extreme. Um, but yet he was still faithful to God. Uh, and that really opened me, uh, opened my eyes when uh, everyone there was really open about uh, how life is rough sometimes. Uh, and then, though we may not go through the length that Job went through, um, 
it may still feel like it. Whatever that issue is in our life, to us, it's the worst thing that's going on. But I want to encourage people in those moments that even if we don't feel like praising God, to do it. Because I believe we find great strength in times of trouble when we turn to God and praise him. Um, it can simply be for what Christ did on the cross. That's always a great place to start, uh, rem- reminding ourselves of the sacrifice that Christ made for us. Uh, it may seem incredibly tough to do, but I believe it is for the best. And during that devotional time when we were talking about Job, I was introduced to a song that I hadn't heard before. It's called Though You Slay Me, and it's by a group called Shane and Shane. And the chorus was especially powerful. Uh, it very... Yeah, got to me very powerfully um, during that time. And the chorus goes like this. Though you slay me, yet I will praise you. Though you take from me, I will bless your name. Though you ruin me, still I will worship. Sing a song to the one who's all I need. And I think that's a challenge to us all, um, to praise God in the tough times. Um, when we don't feel like it, when the last thing we want to do is give thanks to someone or something for the situation we're in. But I think if we remind ourselves of Christ, um, we can move forward. And it's another challenge to us all to actually stop and think, how often do we praise God for what he has done for us through Christ? As we all know in John 3.16, it says that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And that's a powerful thing to remind ourselves. And another devotional, uh, I shared that verse of everyone. And I mentioned that sometimes we overlook that verse. It's become sort of a, uh, a verse we just throw out willy-nilly and not really um, take into consideration what it truly means to us in our lives. That God loved us uh, before we were created and he gave his one and only son for us that we can have eternal life. And to me, that's powerful if we remind ourselves of that. God loves us and only uh, loved us that before we were even born, he sent his one and only son to die for us. The very least, after hearing that and hearing what God's done for us, the very least we can do is praise him for it. And if that's not enough, um, when we wake up, we can simply praise him and thank him for the fact that we woke up. Uh, We may not feel like doing that on days of work. Um, We kind of wish we could sleep more. We can praise him for the fact we have food. We have a roof over our head. Some of us give thanks for Wi-Fi. Um, I mean, speaking of thanks, how great is the NHS? And how often do we give thanks to God for that? The fact we are here today, safely worshipping God, without fear of being arrested, or someone jump, people coming through that door and um, doing unspeakable things just because we worship God. How grateful are we for that? And the list goes on and on, and I'm sure it's different for everyone in this room. There's different things we can give thanks for. So how do we praise God? For some, it can simply be through singing worship, which is great, and today it's powerful when we sing worship. Um, but for the rest of the week, what can we do? In our quiet times of prayer to God, that's a good place to start. I was always taught uh, when I was younger, when we pray to God, start off with the good things and the things we're thankful for, rather than starting off with all our requests. But if that's difficult for you, or you feel like it's not enough, maybe another way of worshipping and praising God for our blessings is through our actions. 
One of those actions could be to share with others the blessings we have. Now that could be physical or material blessings, like paying for a round of drinks or having someone around for a meal. Bless them with what we've been blessed with. What about, but another way could be sharing with people this biggest spiritual gift we have, which is salvation through Jesus Christ. Why not share the gospel with someone? Uh, it could be absolutely anyone. And I can't think of a bigger blessing and for someone to receive than the good news of Jesus Christ. And on another uh, quick side note story from my mission trip on the topic of sharing uh, the gospel with people. On the day after we arrived uh, in Lagoa, where our camp was based, we went into a town called Eresiva, which is like the main uh, town that we were based nearby. And it's a lot like Whitstable. Now, it's a coastal town with a big tourist influence. And we were tasked uh, with the mission of going into Eresira and following God's voice and to try and talk to someone, maybe hand out some leaflets for this camp they were running. Um, we even had Gospel of John in Portuguese. So I wasn't really feeling anything walking through the town. Um, and suddenly I walked past this unique-looking shop, which was a clothing shop, a barber shop, and a tattoo shop all in one. Some of you know where the story might be going. So I went in and I thought, oh, maybe and I had this real uh, burning um, sensation on my heart that you know, people in this shop probably are overlooked a lot. Uh, a lot of people probably won't go into here and share the gospel with them. So I went in because um, I realized that God loves these people just as much as everyone else, even though they look a little bit rough on the outside. That maybe this would be the first time they've been in contact with a Christian. So I went into the, the shop, and I spoke to the tattoo artist. Um, I just told him about my tattoos. Um, he, his English wasn't very good, so I had someone else to translate, um, to translate that I was a Christian, and I was on a mission with a local charity. Uh, and one thing, led, uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up getting uh, the tattoo of Alpha and Omega. But in the process of doing that, um, I shared with him, you know, but what it means to be a Christian, um, I shared with him, you know, I even gave him um, a stack of leaflets to put on his desk. We came back later uh, with them, and they were more than happy to put them on their front desk. Um, so you never know who we might attract there. But um, going in there, I expected, um, in the back of my head, oh, maybe he'll uh, turn and convert right there. Um, but he didn't. But I don't know what's going to go, what's going to happen when he goes home. Maybe he'll start to think, "What was that crazy English guy on about with being a Christian, and what does those tattoos mean that he had?" Uh, maybe I'll go to this camp, or maybe I'll search about um, Christianity a little bit more. Who knows? That's what I'm hoping and praying for—that he goes and tries to dig a bit deeper into what what it was all about. So my challenge um, is not to go and get a tattoo because <laughs> I understand that's not for everyone. The challenge is to share with someone who maybe society looks past or maybe someone who is just a bit low or feeling a bit down. Um, today we've looked at the blessings that God has given us. To keep those blessings to ourselves would be a crime, I feel. Um, to, but to go out and share those blessings with other people, I'm sure, is what God would want us to do. To share with people the story of Christ uh, the amazing things he did for people, people of all walks of life, 
to the, his death on the cross and to his resurrection three days later. I believe if we share that to someone, that could be the greatest blessing they receive. Um, and if we remind them that the God who created the seas and the skies, created them and loved them, um, I don't feel it. think we could do anything more for them. So my prayer is this for us all. Heavenly Father, in these coming weeks, we want to praise you for all that you have given us through Christ. Help us to remember that, especially in the dark times, that you love us, Lord, and that you draw near to us. Help us to be courageous in sharing that blessing with others. Help us in our work, our home, and even in church, Lord, sometimes. Help us to show my you and help us to grow nearer to you, Lord. I pray this in your mighty name. Amen.